Blog Talk Radio. Greetings everybody, as always, we'd like to give you all a warm, warm welcome to today's show. I'm your host, of course, Faith, and you're hanging out with us live today with a special guest, Penny Malchrist. Oh yes, <laughs> I see you all, yes, special guest, scientist and STEM advocate, Penny Malchrist is hanging out with us today. Yes, so welcome, welcome everybody. As always, we're glad that you guys are hanging out with us through live on the show and definitely looking forward to taking your call as well you know we always look forward to hearing from you as well so don't be shy <laughs> but you know if you prefer to be quiet on the phone go ahead and do that but you can jump right into the chat and chat away with our chatters and with us as well you can also go ahead and drop your questions your comments and your feedback as well so go ahead and do that for those of you on the call line remember to push one on your keypad and that is my cue that you want to join into the conversation okay everybody welcome 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 greetings everybody we want to give a shout out to all of our listeners from across the world you know we absolutely love you and we like to recognize you and thank you for all your support so we're going to thank all of our listeners right here in scandinavia who show us so much love so big up to all of you in denmark norway finland and our neighbors across the bridge Sweden. Thank you, thank you so much for all your support and all your fantastic questions and feedback. We also want to say a big thank you to our neighbors here in Europe. So a big thank you to our listeners from Greece, Italy, France, the UK, um, who else is here? Switzerland, uh, Belgium, Russia, um, who else is here? Spain, and... Um, Yep, I think I didn't leave anybody. Yes, and we also want to give a big shout-out to all of our listeners all the way in the U.S. You have one of your own joining us tonight for a special show on STEM. We're going to be talking about the importance of women in science, and that tonight with our special guest, Penny Malkvist. Yep, so a big shout-out to all of our listeners in the U.S., Canada, um, also our listeners in Africa, in Uganda, Kenya, Barigani, Bangani, everybody in Kenya, um, all our listeners in India, Cambodia, Indonesia, Philippines, Mexico, Australia, 
Who else is here? Mali, Cote d'Ivoire, Ivory Coast. Ghana shows us mud love. Indonesia shows us mud, mud love as well. Big up to you all. I wish I could speak your language, but I can't. But thank you so much for your support. Gambia, Sierra Leone, Nicaragua. I think this is Somalia here and Malaysia. So thank you, everybody. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And now we're going to just um, bring in Penny, who I think is here with us. I'm right Let's here. Let's find Hey, Penny. Welcome, Penny. Hi. It's a pleasure and an honor. Penny. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much. Can you hear me okay? Yes, we can hear you loud and clear. Okay. Welcome, Penny. Well, if, nice to have you, you on our I, show. I am <laughs> deeply honored and very grateful to be a part of your show and that we have so many viewers all throughout the world listening. I should say if you guys want to reach out anytime after the show, you know, feel free to do it through the Blog Talk Radio, or you know, you can connect with me on uh, LinkedIn, AWIS, uh, Twitter, Facebook. Um, don't hesitate to reach out. I know it's not easy to ask questions, but please, uh, I'm here to help you guys, and um, go for it. Yeah, please go for it. Use the social media, please, <laughs> Twitter. LinkedIn, you all know how to find everybody, everywhere, you know. My thing is when you're looking for something, you will find it, and you need to hook up with her. Exactly. I've also put all the information in the description so you are spoiled for choice because um, Penny is a scientist, like I told you. She's also a swimmer. So for those swimmers out there, there's something for you yes. as well. She's a STEM advocate, yes. AAUW, and AWIS member, speaker, mentor, and animal lover. So all you animal lovers out there, you know, I love the dolphins, so... I might just join you on yes. the animal lover. Come. <laughs> You're more than so, welcome to. So there's something for everybody. Okay. So yes. go through the description. It's right there. Show her some love. You know, hang out with the women from Oregon. Avis Oregon um, is where we connected. And, you know, show them some love. This is why the internet is there, y'all. If you didn't yes, know that. Yes, it's a great opportunity well, for us to connect. Yeah. Penny, welcome. We have so many questions, and I know, Great. you know, I've been talking to a couple of people, you know, leading into this show, and, and they said, we don't get what's all the hype. I mean, if you want to go into a STEM career, just go for it. <laughs> so I don't know, Penny, yeah, yeah. maybe we should start right there. What is the hype? Are women making a big deal out of nothing? Well, so, you know, STEM is really important for a lot of reasons. Um, we know, you know, right off the bat, it's a good business decision. Business models, you know, indicate that having women involved in STEM um, on their boards or in their companies and engaged in their companies automatically, right off the bat, increase productivity and value for the company. So that's, that's a really good thing. And um, the more we can get women participating in STEM, you know, we can decrease the wage gap. Tech jobs tend to be higher paying jobs. So the more that we can get women involved and staying in STEM, we can decrease that wage gap because we know it's an issue throughout the world, not just in the United States. And it's pretty challenging because yeah. there are lots of things that, that happen as, you know, um, women, girls age that tend to show that, you know, the participation in STEM decreases as you get older. So we want to address that and look at it and see what we can do to eliminate the, the decrease in the percentage of women involved in STEM throughout their life and into their careers. 
Yeah, because I was I was talking to I mean just people in general, and most of the women I I had to share this with you because I said I have to share this. Most of the women who I spoke to about STEM, they said to be honest, faith the STEM subjects are really really hard. This is um, I think almost all the women told me that that I spoke to this you know last week and you know the days leading to this show they all said it's really really hard. And my thing is. Mm. Is this something that we're missing here? Right. So I hear that a lot. Mm. And it, it's actually yeah. not true. If, if you think about, you know, what we're surrounded by, the environment, the weather, the food that we eat, the things in our kitchen, our bodies, uh, everything around us, architecture is science. So it's around us every single day. We don't think about it but we're exposed to it every single day. So there's nothing to be afraid of. And the women that tend to have those thoughts, it's kind of ingrained in our culture, but really it's just a thought, right? It, it's not true. STEM is no harder than any other career. So for the people that think that out there, I challenge you to let it go. Don't think that, you know, if you want to go into STEM, yeah, Find a mentor, mm-hmm. find an advocate to help you get involved. Yeah, because when they said that to me, I, the first thing that came to my mind is, you know, some of the teachers I have had in school. When I was in primary school, I had some teachers who made me not really think like math, you know, in certain classes, math right. was difficult. Then came a new teacher and math was a breeze. So when they said that, right. I was thinking back to the different teachers that I had and how some can kill your dream or make you think like this is just too difficult. But it's their teaching, yeah. Skills, it's the approach. It's the right. You know, it's the, there's that thing that some teachers have where they communicate differently, and you grasp it. So I was thinking, is right. the curriculum different? Should the curriculum be tweaked to inclu- be more inclusive to the way girls? learn. Now I'm, I'm going back yeah. to girls because I mean this is the next generation when right. you're science. Right. I think right. I'm just thinking it's right. from when you're a child. Yeah. Right. And you're absolutely correct. You know curriculum there's a tendency if you look at statistics boys are called on more than girls. Boys are placed in science classes more than girls. Girls tend to deal with you know answering questions in a different way. So all of these sort of subtle cultural things can start you know, having girls less and less interested over time. And it's, it's also, a, you know, being aware of our biases. You know, I think a lot of people do things with good intention, but they aren't necessarily aware of the biases that they might have where, you know, they tend to call on the boys or the boys tend to sit up front. And so it's easy to lose girls at a younger age, but it doesn't have to happen. Yeah. Now, while we're on the biases, let's talk implicit biases, because these are so important. For those of you who may not know what these are, there's so much research out there on unconscious biases. It happens in different fields, in different forms of recruitment as well. But I think when it comes to STEM, maybe we could touch on these a little bit. These implicit biases that kind of, you know, even hinder women from getting into the STEM field, you know, right? Even just right. passing through the interviewing stage. 
You know what I mean? And right. there's so much research right. out there, y'all. You need to look into it. It's not just something that we're just cooking up. No, it's actually real tests yeah. done with cameras. The biases are there. You know, there's a closed room, an orchestra woman, the, you know, conductor, she's picked. Just because they can't see it's a woman playing it. Oh, open the curtains, she won't even be considered. So let's touch right. a little bit on these implicit biases that hinder yeah. women from even pursuing, getting, you know, it can be so frustrating that you, you begin to think, you know, why am I wasting my years, you know, fighting for right. something that's never right. going to happen. Mm. You bring up a, a really great point, and it's a really important point because it can make all the difference in the world. Now, there are lots of websites that you can go to, um, University of Berkeley, Stanford, that will give for free. You can take online the implicit bias, bias test, and there are lots of different bias tests that you can take, but it will point out your biases. And statistics have shown, Harvard Business Review, um, you can look it up anytime. When you are made aware of your bias, it automatically decreases the probability that you're actually going to implement that. Because a lot of people say, I'm not biased towards women. You know, I have women friends and whatever, whatever. But once you realize that you're tuned in after taking this quiz, uh, you automatically de- decrease that probability of it happening. So it's a really important tool to, for you know, everybody to take, men, women. Um, we all have our biases, but the more we know about them, the most likely we are not going to, we're going to be aware of them and not have them impact our lives. Yeah. And, and um, Penny, you are also in research and development, right? Correct. Yeah. You know, we love stories, right? I'm sure it's called her story, too, because we are like, there's her story, and then there's her story, too. <laughs> yeah. Because we want to hear all the stories. <laughs> yeah. Because we were like, there's too many stories out there, but what about the ones we never hear about? Those are the ones we want to listen to as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Perhaps if you could be so kind to share with us some of your experiences in the workplace and how you have coped with them, to give our sister girls, our young girls, our women out there, you know, our mothers and aunties and cousins who are freaking right. considering perhaps maybe ways to get into this field and when they get in there, right. ways to cope and to stay right. in the field. Yeah, I, go for it. I agree. You know, I, I talk about this a lot with my friends in the sciences. Um, So I've been in research and development for about 20 years and, you know, the statistics are true and, you know, any place that you go, you're going to see, you know, a probability of more men at the top in in a lot of instances and women in different positions because of a lot of the things that we've talked about. And so for me, it's been challenging to see that. And I've, I've gone online and I become part of AWIS, which is the Association of Women in Science to get those tools to help me move through all of the challenges that I have in work, at work. I've, I've been in the meetings where big I don't have email. What's that? For it. <laughs> I said, big up, Penny, go for it. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, so y'all, you're getting some A-list tips, okay? And I will oh, be yeah, telling well, you about her whole profile, okay? <laughs> go for it. Yeah. Sorry, no, I just so, had to throw uh, in that big up, you know, thumbs up. Come on, yeah, no, I, I mean, me. these are tools that I use in my, in my personal life, you know, 
it's important to have a mentor. It's important to have access to resources that can help you when you encounter these challenging situations. You know, being the only female to present amongst, you know, 99% men or being in a technical discussion and having to have that voice, having to be heard, it's, it's really challenging. So, you know, the things that I've done to try to make my uh, impact even greater is, you know, reach out to these resources, AWIS, there's AAUW, there are things in your local communities and online that, that can give you the tools that you need to be successful. Um, you know, it's really important to surround yourself with people that lift you up. You know, it can be really hard in the sciences, but if you have a good network of people that will be supportive, it's, it's going to be okay. You know, and if you've encountered a situation where, you know, you wish you would have spoken up in a meeting or you said something differently, you're going to get another opportunity to practice. So, you know, the bottom line is be courageous, have a network, don't hesitate to reach out. And just go for it. Say what you want. And I know it's hard. People get nervous, you know, but you just, you just have to do it. And, you know, another tip that I learned that I actually implemented well, is... you just is, have to do it, Penny said. You just have to do it. <laughs> Penny said you just have to do it. You, you, know, you I, just I have to do it. I remember watching a prison... <laughs> I love it. Because remember watching, was it a TEDx or something? And... And someone said, do it scared, but just do just, it. Just do it. Yeah, I mean, there's, it, it's, yeah. it's, hard to be it's hard to be courageous. But, you know, if you're courageous and you take that step and you speak out and, you know, your heart will be racing and you'll be stressed, but, you know, just be courageous and speak out. And if there are other women in the meetings that you're in, you know, I, I really like, and it works really well, something I learned with the Obama administration. His staffers came up with a technique called the amplification effect. And what it was is mm -hmm. they all kind of made a pact that when a woman would mention an idea or had a comment, that the other women would join in and say, that's a really great idea, or reiterate it. So it wasn't just heard once or twice but multiple times over. So that's a way to amplify, amplify your voice in a meeting. Does that make sense? Yep, it does, it does. And Sienna is saying here that, this is a comment I'm reading from Sienna. Okay. She says, female and male brains are just the same. We, we all yeah. are nothing than neural networks confined in our biological shells, that is physical bodies. There can be nothing more wrong and disgusting than to discriminate one intelligent being against another just because of their bodily appearance. All right, Sienna. I completely, okay, 1,000% agree. She's got it. Yeah, there's no more know. things that unite us and divide us. You know, there's, there's no difference, you know, so. Yeah. I think this is Shaz. Shaz, did I Hey. Yeah, you did. Hi, Penny. Hello, Welcome how to the are show. you? I'm fine. How Thank are you? Thank you very much. Good. Thanks for calling in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you with. for calling in. <laughs> well, yeah. you're more than welcome. I'm very honored. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm co-host. Co co so, so all right. Hi, Shaz. But it's okay. <laughs> no, but I think what you're saying is so great because 
you know, sometimes I think that, you know, we just need to be here, you know, hurt. So it's 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 hard when, you know, I mean, you know, be amongst maybe in a meeting or, you know, where else, like there is only men in there and there is maybe only one or two women. And then, you know, you also have some good, you know, things in your mind, but sometimes it's just hard to say them loud because I also right. think that some, sometimes it's also a thing that, you know, like you said, that, you know, you just have to go for it. You know, don't be scared. Right. Whatever you have in your mind, you just say it. Um, right. And I think that's what a lot of people, you know, I mean, I mean, that that's what they do wrong. I mean, I, I mean, they shouldn't just say, ah, okay, you know what? Maybe I will take that in the next meeting. Maybe the next meeting will never come up. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, right. It's, it's always yeah. good practice. And, you know, I'm going to give you another tool that I recently learned about. So I, I've been doing a lot of reading this summer. And I'm a big fan of Oprah. And, I, and all mm-hmm. of my friends know it. And okay. one of the, one of the uh, chapters in her book um, talked about the thoughts that run through your head. And I think this is really pronounced in girls and women. I'm not smart enough. I'm going to sound silly. Oh, geez, what are they going to think? I'm stressed out. I don't want to say it. I, I do this too, you know. But a technique that you can use is to just realize those are really only your thoughts. Those aren't who you are, right? Those are just thoughts in your mind. So once you kind of tune into that, and there's a really great book, um, The Seed of the the, uh, the untethered soul, which she got this from, so I can't, can't claim credit. But once you realize those are just thoughts, let them go. You know, it's not who you are. So don't be afraid. Tell yourself that. Be courageous. And whatever happens is going to happen, and you will be absolutely fine. And I can guarantee you, you'll have an opportunity to practice it again. And it's just going to get easier and easier. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you, Penny. You know, as you were talking, I was just thinking when you're saying that these are just thoughts, um, I was thinking of, I've read several, you know, research papers on risk-taking. And this is not just Mm -hmm. in the STEM field. This is in general, in all professions across, that women tend to be less risk-takers than men. And I was just thinking this might go hand in hand with what you're saying because you're saying just speak, just talk. That's taking a risk, a risk of rejection, a risk of, you know, being ignored, a risk of, you know, being ostracized or whatever. It is you want to say it might not sit well with the board or whatever, right? Right, right. If women, if all these research papers have been saying that women are less risk takers and if they were to apply for a position, women... Um, tend to be two and a half times more competent than their male counterparts for the same position. And they might right. still not be left out. I remember reading this many right. years ago. Maybe the statistics have changed. How then can we, it seems like this is something deeply ingrained. How then can we make women make that leap and go above this fear or this barrier? You know, how did you do it? You know, Honestly, how do you do it every day? Because you have a very broad skill set here. You know, you do right. cell biology. I mean, there's a broad skill set from the lab right. to tech to management. Oh. So you have a combination of leadership and research. And, you right. know, 
I mean, it's different things and product development and so on. So how do you navigate within these different rooms Mm -hmm. and how do you overcome that fear, for lack of a better word? Yeah, it's, you know, like anything, it's practice, right? Whether you go to the gym, whether you swim, whether you, you know, cook, it's practice. I remember many years I would sit at meetings and I'd be like, I really want to say something, and I didn't, and I would regret it. And then I'd kind of beat myself up. And then I would start to think about it, like, what can I do so that I'm okay with what happens? Because I would find that I was more frustrated with my lack of action in terms of speaking or whatever it might be than just doing it. So I started practicing, saying a few things in a meeting. And then I realized it's not so bad. I didn't die. The world didn't implode. You know, everything ended up Mm -hmm. being okay. And that gave me a little bit more confidence. And then I realized, you know, in in tech, there are a lot of changes and a lot of changes that you don't have control over, a lot of reassignments you don't have control over. So I started adapting this philosophy of looking at change as an opportunity instead of resisting it, right? Every experience, you know, no experience is ever wasted. So when you start to change your mindset, that's it's an opportunity to do something different, right? If you practice and be courageous, it will get easier and easier as you move forward, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. But mm-hmm. I also think that this is also have to do something with experience because I remember when I was younger and I went to high school here in Denmark, Every time, mm-hmm. like, you know, they had this parenting um, meeting with, you know, you know, the teachers need to tell the parents, like, how am I doing in school? How am I doing in this class, in this class? And the only thing they said was everything was good, but they want me to raise more my hand and say something. And I wasn't very yeah. good at that at, at some point. Yeah. And I think it was actually something that it came later on. I don't know what happened, but I think... and. So my son has the same issue. Like they say, yeah. we want him to just say a little bit more, you know. Like and then, like, um, like I think it was last week. You know, we got a feedback. Everything is through, you know, computers and everything. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, he said something. He went, you know, up front and you know told the, um, the whole, um, you know, um, this math thing with six and seven and this and this and this. So. And this is what the teacher wrote, and I was like, you know what, I mean, I remember myself when I was in that age, or actually, I was younger, and then when, also when, you know, maybe I was like around 14, 15 or something, mm-hmm. but I also think it has something to do with the experience sometimes, and when you get older, you know, you maybe find yourself, or I don't know, but, yeah, you know, with, with like, yeah. just, you know, go ahead and then say what you have in your mind, and then just right. go for it. Uh, right. And don't be afraid you, of it. And then, you know, because like you're saying, nothing will happen. And I mean, it's not the end of the world, you know. Yeah. Maybe it, some it, people it, will it, like it. Some people wouldn't agree with you. But then, you know, I mean, what the heck? Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You, you really have nothing to lose. You know, and, and, you know, if we're talking about in a career setting, you know, I always mm-hmm. try to, you know, talk to, you know, a lot of the women at different levels. And I, for me, and a lot of my mentors, we see it like if you're in a position of power and you have a voice, 
it's your responsibility to look behind you and help others that don't have power or voice. So you have that woven networking, mentorship, advocacy, so that somebody's not just kind of flailing on their own. So, and again, that's another reason why it'd be great to have more and more women in higher levels so that they can look back and bring up more women. Right. Yeah, it's true. And I also think yeah. that sometimes when you, you also learn a lot of things, you know, in a working environment, um, which is also really good, you know, for a person. Um, yeah. And, of course, sometimes you also need to know your environment and then say, okay, what should I say here and, why, and where is it that sometimes I should just shut my mouth? But you right. do learn a lot of things in a, work, uh, in, in a work environment, especially if a workplace has this the awful management and, you know, and, you know it's just, uh, yeah, it's not really working. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, I really learned a lot. I learned a lot through, mm-hmm. you know, people advocating for me, the challenges that I encountered, the mentors that I have. You know, I try to make every experience that I encounter a learning opportunity like what we were talking Mm -hmm. about Um, and you know you bring up another really good point is the more women that we have you know moving through their careers to different levels when you see somebody that sounds like you looks like you thinks like you you know you can have an aha moment like hey you know that woman's in leadership she did it that's pretty great it automatically increases the probability that you'll be able to move up if you have a mentor. Mm. Or if you can visualize, yeah. Yeah. You, have a role, like you have a role model that you see. You know, and, the, and it's not just you know, pertaining to women, but you're more likely to succeed if you have people that you look up to that, that fit who you are, whatever those characteristics might be. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and let's just dive right into the sisterhood because that's yes. another huge discussion that, you know, I know people like to say, yes, we've gotten to the point where we are more together, we're doing things together. I mean, you can look at the Women's March. I think 2017 right. has been a beautiful year. I've never seen so many women come together more than ever yep. before. There's something in the water, something in the air, but we all drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> Something is happening. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I have been, you know, working in this field for a while, and I've never seen so many women come together. But I'm still yeah. aware that we are not there yet. We're still not right. there yet because I still see more, more, I don't know, I'm going to use the word cohesion or togetherness in the brotherhood as compared to the sisterhood. I think we're still sometimes, we are making huge progress don't get me wrong but i think you still need to move past the competitiveness and realize that look we're really in this together and what you have learned is not share it you're you're so unique but nobody can steal your shine seriously ladies right but um right i'll pass I'll pass it back to you, Penny. Let's talk about the sisterhood and let's make it some real talk because I really like when we share our truth so that we can move forward, you know, leave that stuff right. behind and move forward with our truth and with like clear guidelines of what it is we can do to help each other to progress collectively. 
And I think there's right. nothing as good as knowing what's wrong and then fixing it. You know, the camouflage in it and saying everything is perfect. And then, you know, we're still stuck here another 20 years. I don't want to be here talking about this in 20 years. Yeah. I seriously don't. Yeah. yeah. I want to be talking yeah. about, you know, you know, the new cars invention with car seats, you know, that have diaper bag hangers and things like that because women invented them. You know, I want to have a different right. conversation. Right. But I'll just pass right. that to you and just take it away. Yeah, so, you know, the 2017 has been great. You know, a lot of women have felt comfortable speaking their voices, whether it's the Me Too movement, the women's marches all throughout the world, um, or the Time's Up movement that has started. And as much as we would love to fix things immediately, we can't change decades and decades of, of you know, dealing with this overnight. But we're getting better. We realize that we're not alone right? It's not our single voice. It's not just me in a meeting, but I have my mentors that I can go to, people that I can talk to, resources. You know, I think knowing that you're not alone, whether you're in STEM or in any other field, uh, is empowering, right? I mean, every time I turn on the news, I see more and more people have accused somebody of, of doing something. So we need to harness that collective energy and move, move forward. You know, I was at the Women's March on DC last year with my friend Judy that we co-founded AWIS Oregon. And to be there with millions of people all thinking the same thing, men, women, kids, you know, all different ages, um, people from different backgrounds, we need to make sure that we don't lose sight of that. You know, and it, it, again, it's, you're not alone. You're not in this together. We can work together. Yeah, and we should. We really should. Right. You know, um, one of my favorite shows is, you know, How to Get Away with Mother. And the part where, you know, mm. this, this girl, one of the lawyers gets into the firm. And you can see the, the, the partner, you know, the, 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 the woman who was already in her position, was really, you know, giving her a hard time. But it was just pushing her to prepare her for the pressure that would come with the position yeah. and the responsibility. And that's what I think right. sometimes we should not forget that sometimes someone is not hating you or in competition, they're pushing you because they know what it got to get there and they're trying to also right. give you kind of like a shortcut, you know, because she pushed right. her, because she recognized her greatness. You have it. Right. Let me just push her a little bit, make her even greater. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think mm-hmm. we read that as shade. That is not shade, ladies. That is somebody yeah. pushing you, helping you get that muscle. And I think sometimes as women, Penny, correct me if I'm wrong, we tend to misread a lot of things. You know, someone right. may be pushing you, maybe giving you a hard time, maybe not feeding you, and you say, I want to share. No, she doesn't want you to be a copy of her. She can't give right. you all the, you know, right. just here, copy and paste. She wants you to be your authentic self so she can guide you, you know, but she right. wants you to produce your own authenticity. So I think sometimes right. that's where we get it all mixed up, but maybe you see differently. Mm-hmm. No, I, I completely agree with you. And, and it makes me think about confidence where I, I was reading a study a couple of years ago where men and women were giving like a history test and they put fake names, you know, as historical figures and you were to select if you had heard about them or not. And there was a high percentage of men claimed that they knew all of these people. They didn't really exist. The women claimed accurately they hadn't heard of them. 
But what it points to is confidence. You know, men tend to have a higher confidence than women. So when you're in that situation and somebody is critiquing you, if you're not, if you don't feel very confident, you take it personally. And the key is don't take it personally. Don't take anything personally. It's super hard, but again, it goes back to the practice. If you don't take things personally, you are going to be more successful. You're not going to sit there and go home and go, oh, man, I can't believe that person told me that. I feel terrible. I should have never said that. Why do I'm not going to be able to do this. Have confidence in yourself. You know, and that's why it's good to have a great group of people around you that, that are supportive and lift you up to sort of reinforce, you know, who yeah. you are and what you're about. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is so important, so important. And even if they tell you something, you need to know that it comes from a place of love. And that's why I think, Penny, if I get you wrong, you're saying you have to be very selective as to who you choose to surround yourself with. I, you know, people I who don't make know, it worse it, than it is. Right, right. You need to surround yourself with people that lift you up and not tear you down. You can't necessarily do that at work because we're exposed to people everywhere. But you know, just don't take things personally. And when you go home, have that discussion. Call up your friends. I call up my friends all the time and say, I can't believe this happened at work. I thought I should have said this later and I didn't do it. Oh, and they're like, don't worry about it. You're going to get another opportunity. So put in those things in place. <laughs> put, yeah. put in those things in place, a scaffold that when you, um, of resources and friends and mentors and advocates, that when difficult situations come up, you can debrief. You don't have to debrief at work. Yeah. Oh, yeah, does that make sense? You do not have to debrief at work. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. But I also. All right, now. But I also think that it's. But I also write that down. I'm old school. Shaz knows that. I write to the pen and the paper. <laughs> but I also think that it's. In, I also think it's important what you're saying, Penny. Like, you know, I mean, you need to be around people that, you know, I mean, that can lift you up and not lift you down. Right. Yeah. Because otherwise, me, I don't mm. think that, mm-hmm, because otherwise, you know, like you're talking about that you go to a mentor, you have this and this and this, you know what I mean? So I don't think, I think it, that's probably one of the issues today in our, you know, in general, worldwide. That, you know, that people feel, ah, oh, you know, I didn't do this good enough or, mm-hmm. man, you know, I should have just, you know, just, done, you know, have done this or, you know, or they feel like or they take things personally because I don't think they have the right people around them. Right. Yeah. 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 And, that, you know, you, you will because you'll encounter people that say things to you and, you know, maybe you didn't have enough sleep and you might have taken it personally and. You know, by having those discussions, and now, you know, we have access to the web, right? We've had it forever. You can reach out online, you know, yeah. talk to people at any of the groups, you know, do some research. You know, if you're having an issue, Google, what do I do when somebody says this? Um, you, you're not oh, you have <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> somebody has a very fancy name. It's called the ghost. And they say, LOL, do your research, people. (laughs) 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 Yes, guys, you know, it's not rocket science. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, man. You know, and and I really want to, you know. Maybe gender biases exist. 
because women and men are actually different. That's a, that's somebody called you know somebody also said that with a big question mark. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. they're just because they're actually but different. I, mm-hmm. But I think definitely yeah. mm-hmm. still in our society having a you know um, as a like an um, I mean how can you say um, like a non-female. Um, you know, gender, like, I mean, yeah, like having a manager that is not a lady, it feels better for you <laughs> because having a, you know, I mean, a woman as a manager, I still think, you know, there can sometimes still be an issue, you know, among the employees <laughs> and so on. So yeah, I, 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 this is something I have also been taught with, you know, that in my family, they always told me like, you know, it's because the women are jealous, you know, amongst each other. And, you know, and that's, and that's why, you know, we're never going to win. I mean, you know what I mean? So, they, I mean, women, I think they still have a long way to go. And I think that's why men are still, you know, like we're saying, like they're, they're still empowered. I mean, at, you know, they have a, you know, better confidence or, you know, they do this at work or science mm-hmm. and this and this this because I think they have a little different way to handle things um so yeah, yeah. yeah what Chad is talking about I've also done a, a, a you know a test on that and almost 90% of women said they would rather have a male boss than a woman based on their yeah. experience Penny that's why I'm yeah, saying, but like, this is probably, something that we really have to talk about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you look at those statistics, mm-hmm. if you were to dig down in those statistics, probably 95% of the male manager, or managers are male. Right? right. So it's a little bit mm-hmm. biased. And I, no, I disagree with... These were women who've had both. They've had both right. women managers and male managers. They've worked right. on the both. Right. I specifically picked these people who I yeah. knew. I've worked with both, yeah. and they said yeah. their experience with the woman was not good. And with the man, their life was less stressful. It was easy going, easy breezy. You know all the good stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah. Now we're going into a I whole just, other yeah. topic. Mm. Yeah, I. I yeah. mean, yeah. everybody's experience is different. That's not my experience. Yeah. Mm. I've had terrible male and female managers, and I've had fantastic male and female managers. So I think we need to make yeah. sure that we don't generalize that, that it's only women managers are bad and male managers are, you know, great. No, I no, mean, no, no, no. We're not generalizing yeah. that, but we're yeah. just trying to talk about what, you know, that people understand. don't usually talk about. You know what I mean? Because yeah. we don't talk about this enough. You know, it's just like right. we had a show once where we talked about vacation and, you know, moms at work and parenting, and we, we never talk about single people who don't get vacation who have to, you know, right. who want to spend yeah. time with their nephews and nieces. That was a whole different yeah. thing. So we just like to also bring another perspective, you know, from other people, yeah. you know. Yeah, you know, no, I, think I think we just like important. to look at different angles. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, we're yeah, not saying all women are not good managers. Absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I, we have, what, one minute left? Oh, geez. really? Yeah. We have a minute left on the show? Okay, Penny. Well, maybe we could, we could have a round two sometime. We definitely yeah, will we'll plan that sooner than later because we just yeah, that would a whole be great. lot of things here. Yes, yeah, you should. And I, I wanted also to touch on spatial ability 
because this is something that someone brought up to me and I didn't manage to throw that in um, because they would like to, you know, pursue an engineering course in, in, in college. They're still in high school. Yeah. So these are our young girls preparing and they wanted me to talk about that. So Penny, we'll do a part two, everybody, because you can see she has a wealth yeah, of knowledge and we have to touch on so many things. Um, <laughs> but um, any last words, Penny, <laughs> for the part one? <laughs> um, you know, I just say, you know, no experience is ever wasted. Whatever happens to you, Absolutely. learn from it, move through it, and go for it. And, you know, never give up and always have hope, right? Never, ever give up. There you have it. Doesn't it doesn't matter yeah. if it's, if I don't it's want in your career. Are <laughs> um, not. Yeah. And, okay, yo. you know, when, <laughs> yeah. Or we're done, all right? Yeah. Well, I really appreciate yeah, time we'll and look forward to our yes, next discussion. But that was a beautiful yes. way. Nothing is wasted, everybody. Nothing is wasted. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, yes, Penny. Nothing is part wasted. Two will be coming See for you everybody. in part two. All the so, best. Thank you. Sounds great. Thank you. <laughs> Have a good day, you guys. Okay, okay. Thank you. The same to you. Okay. okay. Thanks, I'll everyone. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.